This is Kristen Nicole Young, and you're listening to the Headbands and Hard Truth Podcast. joining us today. Um, So today kicks off the first part of our series on eschatology. Eschatology is study of end times. And um, I have gotten a lot of messages about asking, you know, do you think we're living in the end times? Is this the mark of the beast? You know, what's going to happen? When's Jesus going to return? All sorts of questions. And it's very popular because we see a lot of things that are happening now that uh, kind of mirror what we think the end times might look like and what scripture says about it. So um, so the goal is to literally take scripture verse by verse and, and book by book that we're going to go through and inductively study the Bible. And inductively study, which uh, mom will go into in just a minute, is where we take scripture and we let it interpret other scripture. So we're not taking man's resources and uh, bringing it in, but we're going to take the scriptures and let them tell us what to look for. So really excited to do these series. Um, This is the first part and I'm here with my mom, Jennifer, and she has studied um, end times for 20 Something like something, that. 20-something <laughs> years. So um, I've had the privilege, obviously, being raised by them to um, hear a lot of it, to uh, discuss a lot of it, to learn different perspectives, different viewpoints, different um, approaches to the end times, um, different just, I don't know what you call them, theologies maybe, or different uh, different time frames of when people believe that we are going to be gathered and taken with the Lord. So anyway, we're going to talk through all that stuff. So I'm really glad you're joining us and we are going to jump right into it. Do you want to start with kind of what the goals are of the study and where we're going? Yeah. Um, so there's obviously a lot that could be said about this subject matter and it's very vast and very deep and, um, I'm by no means um, an expert. Yes, I have been studying it for a long time, but the more that I learn, the more I know I don't know and uh, continue to learn more and more and um, just kind of keep a mindset of the Lord may want to show me some something new um, or something in addition to what I already understand. So I just kind of keep it open. Um, but so... Uh, all that to say that uh, we we have to kind of limit our scope on this. So it's going to be more of a broad overview of the end times. Um, and the purpose of it is, I think that, you know, there's just a lot of confusion and about how it's all going to play out. And, you know, God's Word speaks to the timeline. It speaks to the events that, that lead up to it, the events that happen during it. And so a lot of different things that, um, you know, that we can look to. Um, but we just, we want to get a broad overview of it. And so that's, that's the goal. And we want to present what the Bible has to say, as opposed to maybe what traditionally has been taught. Um, there's, there's eschatology, which Kristen mentioned is the study of, of, um, last things or end times. And then there's ecclesiology and ecclesiology is, you know, you might recognize the word uh, ecclesia, so church. There's the study of the church, and and in eschatology, you have you have a church tradition. So, 
if you look at the ecclesiology, there's a tradition of things that have been taught and maybe even a certain kind of view that you have heard or hold to. And what we want to do is just set all of that aside and we want to just go to the Word of God with fresh eyes to see, okay, God, what are, what is your word saying? Um, let's put aside maybe what we've heard from man, and let's this is this is searching out a matter, right? We know that it's important to search out a matter and to um, to learn to discover for ourselves. And it's great to be taught, but it's even greater to be a student and to go and learn um, because the Spirit of God teaches us, you know, and leads us. And so, anyway, so what we want to do in this study is do like a broad overview. And we want to present biblical truth. So we just want to go to God's word and we want to see, God, what, what does your word say? And not that we have to have a brilliant mind or anything like that, but we just depend on the spirit of God because we're promised by Jesus in John chapter 16 that he would send the spirit, the Holy Spirit, and that the spirit would lead us into all truth. And so that's what we're doing. We're depending upon his spirit to lead us into truth as we open up his word. Um, and and then the other goal was just would just be to understand the times that we're living in. And we don't really know where we are in history. Um, and Jesus said, it's not really for you to know the times and the epochs, which he wasn't saying it's not for you to know, you know, the things that God has revealed in his word. He wants us to know those and understand those things. But we don't necessarily understand where we are in history because what we know is that God, his mercy, um, causes him to delay judgment. And he much prefers his mercy over his judgment. He would rather continue to extend his mercy and to extend his mercy and to extend his mercy. Um, but he's also not slow about his promise, right? And so there's coming a time where eventually he's going to have to bring judgment. Um, but he, he wants to show his mercy. And so we don't really know. We don't know, like, because it really looks like when I'm, when I look at the events of the world that we're living in right now, you know, it looks a lot like mm -hmm. the end, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but again, is God going to demonstrate mercy and delay His judgment? We don't know. So because of that, then we have to, um, you know, we have to know what the timeline is, and then be urgent about learning it and also sharing that and then living in such a way um, as that we're the ones that are ready. We're ready for him. If it is going to be the time that our generation goes into that time, then we're going to be ready for that. So that's that's, that's kind of the goals. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that will make sense. But it will be a broad overview. We won't get to necessarily deep dive into some of these things, mm -hmm. um, but we're going to take a broad broad view of it. That's good. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to learn and to hopefully for you to learn something. And I think it's so important what mom said about how we throw out preconceived thoughts, ideas, movies we've seen, um, and, and really go to the Word. Because when we go to the Word, and you'll see as this starts to unfold, like a lot of the things I feel like that have been taught, you know, out there in Christian bubbles um, or even the world don't all don't line up with what we've learned when we look at the scripture, like just inductively. So, um, and that's how you learn about anything is you throw it out to what you think, your opinions, and you go to the word and you say, ask God, 
what does it say? And you look at the text and you ask God, ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. And when you were saying that about, you know, we don't have to be like experts. It made me think of Acts 4 when John and Peter went before the council and they had been boldly proclaiming the message of the gospel. And it said like when they, talking about the council, saw that they were common and uneducated men but they noticed that they had been with Jesus. And so this is not just for, you know, people behind the pulpit or mega church pastors or people who, you know, know what they're talking about. This is for common, uneducated people who spend time with Jesus. So you can also know what the Bible says about the end, what the Bible says about everything. I mean, but what the Bible says about a lot of things, because we do have that promise gift of the Holy Spirit and wisdom that he reveals. So, um, okay. So jumping into what we're going to talk about, I know we're going to talk about, is there anything that you want to start with? Yeah. To Well, so bouncing off of what you're saying, the putting aside the preconceived ideas, um, and even predispositions, right? Cause we're all predisposed to, how we view the world in some way. Either we saw it in a cartoon or we saw it on a movie when we were growing up or we saw it in school or whatever. And so we have these predispositions. Um, and there is, uh, there are a lot of predispositions as it, um, you know, in relation to the return of Jesus and all these end time events. And, you know, is it going to be, so we're going to look at, um, not in depth, but I think that once we get through with this, you'll understand. But there's, that I know of, there are four different views on um, the return of Jesus, okay? The timing of the return of Jesus. There's pre-trib, which they would say that Jesus is going to come and get us, you know, the elect. He'll come and get us before the tribulation. And that would be like the left behind type. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Thought, right. Yes. So if you've seen Left Behind, you know, their clothes are folded in a pile. Yeah. Like yeah. Right. <laughs> so they, you know, there's a secret, secret coming and suddenly all the Christians are gone and the news media is trying to explain where they went. And like Kristen said, their clothes are left folded in a nice neat pile. Um, apparently they weren't in a hurry, so they folded their clothes and left them in a pile. But, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... So there's that, there's that, there's that view, right? So pre-trib, that before the tribulation. And then there's, um, there's the mid-trib view, okay, which would say that somewhere in the middle, so the last seven years um, is, is called the tribulation. And we're going to look later and see that biblically that's not the correct terminology, but it's widely used the tribulation to refer to the last seven years okay but so some people would say then that in the middle of that seven years that's when the rapture or the coming of jesus is going to happen where he comes to get his elect and then there's post-trib which obviously means at the end of that seven years and then there's another view called pre-wrath which would say that it's going to happen before um the wrath of God is poured out. So it'll happen sometime in that tribulation period or in that last seven years, but it'll happen before God's wrath gets poured out. So those are four different views that I know of in particular, which that is why, I mean, for me, my personal story with all of this is that growing up, um, I was always taught that before 
before the, the tribulation that we would be taken, that God would come and get us, or Jesus would come and get us, and we wouldn't have to worry about it. And I can remember um, my grandfather, <clears throat> he was a preacher, and I can remember uh, him talking about, you know, about that and, and how bad things were going to be. And, and I said, oh, Papa, are we going to be here? And he said, no, Jesus is going to come get us before that. So, you know, we don't have to worry about that. Um, and, and so that's what I was taught, and that's what I heard. And what happened is that um, in my teenage years, I began to seek the Lord myself. Um, I'd already given my life to Him um, and had received salvation, but at 15, began to actually walk with Him, open up His Word, read it for myself, right? And that's what we're talking about here is learning and discovering for yourself. Um, and whenever I would read, particularly in Matthew chapter 24, um, what I was reading, I thought, wow, this really just does not sound like what I've heard. Because Jesus talks about, and we'll get into Matthew 24 later, but he talks about, um, he's talking to his disciples and he says, you will be persecuted and you will be delivered over to death. And, you know, and then, you know, after all that, then it, you see him returning in the clouds to gather his elect. And I was like, that just, that just doesn't really sound like what I've heard. Um, and so it posed a, a conundrum, I guess, um, for me. But as a teenager, I didn't really know how to search that out myself. Um, so I just kind of shelved it. Um, and then in my 20s, it kind of resurged. And it came back, and I began to question again, like, I don't know, you know, I just, I'm hearing all this different stuff, like mid-trib and pre-trib and post-trib and pre-wrath, and like, what is it? And still, kind of at that point, didn't really know, um, didn't really have the Bible study skills to, to dig into myself. I mean, I read the Word regularly, but um, then, early 30s, um, finally, I was like, you know what, this is it. I want to know. And it was, it was a seeking. It was, it was going to the Lord and saying, God, there's, I've been confused for so long. I just really want to know the truth. I really want to know. I want to know rightly, right? I don't want to have my opinion. I don't want to have someone else's opinion. I don't want to have church traditions opinion. I don't want to have any man's or any person's opinion. I want to know what you are saying. I want to know what your word means and what it is saying and so that began my quest for searching for truth and um the lord was faithful you know it says he tells us that if we seek we'll find and so um he was faithful to show me his spirit led me into truth um so with that then i would say that that's that's the whole point of this study is to help us search for truth because when you look at all the confusion, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, pre-wrath, you know, that confusion does not come from the Lord. It comes from the enemy. And so that, to me, is like a red flag that's going up saying, okay, we need to search this matter out. We need to get to the bottom of it, and we need to figure out, you know, by God's Spirit and by His Word what the truth is. Um, so with that, then we move into looking at the search for truth mm -hmm. and, and Kristen mentioned inductively studying the word of God. You just want to talk about for a second, like what you've learned with that recently? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I have an inductive Bible study, uh, an inductive Bible, um, and I will link it on my Instagram. It has been awesome. It is, um, so when you read a passage, it 
has little uh, numbers by it or uh, little letters by it. And so pretty much almost every verse that you read in the scripture will cross-reference to another verse and multiple verses. So it can give you deeper context. Um, goes back to the Old Testament, the New, you know, Old Testament, the New Testament. Like they go back to each other, and you see the connections. You see it in deeper context. You can understand it more. I feel like I've gotten a lot more depth out of when I read the Bible because I can um, also see where words appear in different places. Um, and I really like it because there's not um, external commentary in there, which like devotionals are great, and even commentary is great, but. We need to seek what God is saying first. And, you know, like what she was saying earlier is that, like, I want to know what the Bible says, what the Bible says. And then after I feel like God has revealed what he is saying, then sometimes to get further context or historical context or, you know, what are some theologians saying after the fact, after I've come to um, a conclusion, I think that this is what God is saying, then I will go out and, you know, either look up a commentary, not always, but sometimes if it's like, you know, a, like a whatever, if it's something that I just need a little bit further um thing on. So I, I really love inductively studying because I feel like it just makes the word come alive. Um, you don't have to worry about what someone's opinion is because we all know people got opinions and about everything. And that's, it's not a bad thing to have thoughts and passions about certain things, but whenever it comes to truth and almost truth, is you have to learn how to go to the truth and only the truth and figure out what's the truth and separate it from the almost truth. Um, and I feel like inductively studying is how we do that. Um, mm -hmm. And so I've really enjoyed inductively studying. And I had a question of, of for you to answer. Like, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of confusion sometimes about... <clears throat> pre-trip, post-trip, when are we going to go, what's going to happen, and so I think we see a lot of believers, and I feel like I've been like this at times before, but we see a lot of believers be so overwhelmed, or not know where we start, or just be confused, and they're just like, oh, well, God's just going to come get us, and we just need to be ready. Can you speak to that a little bit, and just like, what's the danger in that, and like, I totally understand like what pe where people are coming from, like, yes, we do need to be ready, because we don't know the exact day, the exact time that God is coming back, but we'll learn that we can know seasons, but what would you say to someone who just says, oh, well, you know, we'll just, God will take care of us, and we'll figure it out, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's a great question, and I think that we're all prone to doing that, and it is, if I could just be really honest, um, which I have a tendency to be. Uh, that's where I get is, from. <laughs> um, so, sorry, I don't mean to use any kind of offensive language. I just don't know how else to say it, but it's kind of a cop-out, honestly. Um, and, uh, you know, the thing is, is that, to say, oh, well, you know, it's all going to pan out in the end, or it's all going to, you know, God's going to sort it all out. Well, I mean, that's true, right? It is true that God is going to do that, and it is, gonna, it is all going to pan out. But the fact that God has given us His Word, I mean, He's given it to us for a reason, and He wants us to know and understand that we can know it. We can know God wants us to seek he wants us to ask. He wants us to knock. Um, 
And he's told us, you ask and it'll be given. You seek, you'll find, knock, the door will be opened. So, you know, the thing is, is that if we take that approach um, of, well, it's just going to work itself out and I don't need to worry myself with it, um, then we set ourselves up, I think, to be in a dangerous place um, because what we have to understand is that the enemy of our souls is always, always trying to trip us up. He's always trying to, um, to, to get us off track, um, or to lead us astray or, and if we don't know, you know, if we don't know, then we're more prone to be led into error, right? And so I think for those reasons, you know, and, and because God wants us to know, because he wants us he wants to reveal it to us. He wants to be our teacher and he wants to take us step by step and open our eyes and open our understanding and open our our minds to what he has said. Um, because of those reasons, we should want to know, you know, we should want to know. And the, the thing too that you have that comes into play here is human nature. And we're all, I mean, we all experience it. We all have a tendency to want to be lazy or find the short way I mean, I'm, that's what I'm guilty of is like, what is the easiest way around this? Which that can be great, you know, because you can find really um, quick ways to do things you need to get done. But sometimes it's not a good thing because we're just looking for the short way around, you know, or the quick way out. And so we're prone to that and we're prone to being lazy. And what we have to know and understand is we have to be students of the word. And if we're going to be the generation that goes into this this last seven years, which again, we don't know if we are or if we're not, but if we are, then those times are going to be unprecedented, unparalleled. Jesus said, there has never been anything like this and there never will be again. And if you think about the atrocities that have happened in our world history, if you think about some of the horrible things that have been done to human beings mm -hmm. and that have happened, you know, and for Jesus to say, it's going to be worse and unparalleled and the deception will be unparalleled and unprecedented I mean, when you when you stop to consider all those things then you have to know and understand we have to be ready we have to we can't just sit back and say oh god's gonna work it all out and you know i don't need to worry myself in in um in knowing this you know i'll just let it work itself out no that's not god's not okay with that and we shouldn't be okay with that so that's how I would answer that. Um, um, but, and, you know, with, with Bible study and like what Kristen was saying with inductive study. So inductive study is within the word of God itself doing your study. Okay. Like she was mentioning the cross references. Um, and maybe you've wondered before what those little letters were, like the lowercase alphabet letters. You know, why are they there? Um, but they, they're, they're cross-references, and they're meant for us to be able to use them to study, to see, well, okay, what I'm reading here, it's mentioned over here as well, and over here, and over here, and over here. And so um, to inductively study means that we're going to, there's three things, three aspects of it. There's observation, there's interpretation, and then there's application. So, in observation, um, you are going to just read the text, and you're going to observe it. You're going to ask questions. It's almost like if you, 
you know, picked up something and you were observing it and you're, you know, just, you're looking at all different angles. You're just, you're asking questions about it and that's what it is. You're taking a text and you're saying who, what, when, where, why, how, right? You're trying to answer those questions and the majority of the work that you do in Bible study is going to be done in observation, okay? We're going to spend a lot of time in observation. We're going to look, we're going to ask, we're going to think, right? And sometimes we just don't want to think or, <laughs> or we don't, we just want someone to tell us, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't want to spend the time trying to figure out what this means. And it's quicker. Yeah, exactly. And let's be honest, this, I mean, this is, I mean, it's the word of God. And sometimes we're like, what? I have no idea. What do you mean, Lord? Like, what do you mean? This is weird or this is odd or I can't get my head around this. And so we want to get a quick answer and just know what it means. That's interpretation. Well, there's not a shortcut or there, at least there shouldn't be a shortcut, right? Because if we're talking about self-discovery, like we're discovering on our own with the spirit, right? then we're gonna have to look and ask those questions and be comfortable walking away and not knowing the answer right then. Mm, that's good. And I have experienced in my own um, journey with the Lord, I will ask him a question about a text and I'll say, Lord, I just really cannot, I don't understand this. I don't understand it. And I might write it in my journal just so I remember that I asked that question because sometimes we forget. but. Um, and it may be a day later, it may be later that day, it may be weeks later. I mean, I've had it be years later where God would illumine it and I would understand it. It would be like an epiphany. So observation is where you're, you're, you're looking at the text, you're asking questions and then interpretation, um, it, it says, it, it answers the question, what does it mean? And we do want to get into, just briefly, interpretation. What do we know about interpretation? There's one interpretation of the Bible. Exactly. There is one interpretation. It's not what Kristen thinks. It's not what I think. It's not what you think. It's not what anyone thinks. Okay? This is the danger. This, I feel like that in our culture today, um, <clears throat> there's a lot of... Um, how we think about it or how we feel about it or what our experience is about it. Experience, yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah, and so that interpretation is not, it's, we don't impose anything on the text, right? It's what God means, like what he yes. said meant. Yeah, Sorry. no, you're, you're great, and, and exactly. So whatever he said and what he meant, that's, that's what we want to get to, right? We want to get to God. What is your message? What are you saying? Not what is so-and-so saying or what, it, what am I thinking in my own mind, but what are you saying? Um, so that's interpretation. And then application, obviously, is then applying that truth to your life and bending your life to the Word rather than trying to bend the Word to your life, right? And that becomes hard. If we're just being honest, that becomes hard because... It's almost like looking in a mirror, and um, you know, sometimes when we look in a mirror, especially the further away we are, we're like, oh, okay, that's, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. But then when we get up closer, we're like, whoa. <laughs> Somebody should have told me I had that in my teeth, or you know, whatever it might be. And you know, so that the, the Word of God is like that. Um, whenever we look into it, 
it'll show us things about our own life that are not lining up with his word. And we have a choice to make. We either choose to ignore it or we choose to um, bend, bow to it, right? So that's kind of in a nutshell um, where we're going. I mean, yes, we are going to be getting into the more specifics of the end times and the things that are really um, fascinating to us and the things we want to look at. But we have to start here. We have to start with the elevating of the Word of God and to understand that it is our source, mm -hmm. um, not commentaries, not what somebody else thinks, but God, what mm -hmm. what are you saying and what do you mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's, 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 and we'll, in, you know, in the weeks to come, we'll be going into all the details. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to note, too, like, you know, we were saying, one interpretation of Scripture, but then when you come to the application part, there's many applications. That's where it looks different in other people's lives. So God has not called me to be a missionary in Africa right now because then that would be neglecting what God has called me to do here. So like I'm a stay-at-home mom and I can in in you know the state that I live in and I can apply the truths of the gospel here while someone else is a mom in Africa and their life looks completely different but they can still apply the truth of the gospel and their calling that that they have specific and so um, anyway just to you know just to say that is that there's one interpretation of how what God meant when he said it but then it looks different uh, when we there are different applications um, to to scripture with that yeah, so exactly and you know Kristen and I could read um, uh, the same passage we could we could be well um so my husband and I so Kristen's dad and I we are going through a bible reading plan together and so we're reading the same thing every day but when we talk about it there he's seeing the Lord is showing him different things than he's showing me does that mean that God's word is different for him no it's still the same word and the same meaning but God, by His Spirit, is applying it to Him differently than, than to me, okay? Mm -hmm. um, God, there's things God wants to show me and things He wants to show Him and, and, and so on, right? And so that's a great point to bring in the application is there can be many applications. There's one interpretation, but there can be many applications. Um, so with that said, then I know we're kind of getting near our time here or near the end of it, but... Um, so the next session that we do, which is whenever we do that, I don't know, but the next session that we do, um, we'll start getting into Matthew chapter 24 and, um, and the disciples, their question to Jesus, and they were wanting to know, what's going to be the sign of your coming? I mean, kind of the same thing that we want to know, right? What, what can we look for? Like, how can we know when it's close and what things are going to be happening whenever it's close to time for you to come back? So they were asking him that, and then he answered. Um, so we're going to start looking at that and kind of breaking it down um, starting on the next session, which gets into the good and exciting stuff. Yay. Um, well, that sums up the first part of our series that we're going to be doing on eschatology, which is study of the last things or end times. Um, so thank you so much for watching. You can subscribe to be updated when the next 
um, series is released and you can follow on Instagram for some updates as well. So thank you so much for being part of it and we are really excited. We hope to um, hear your thoughts. Thank you.